I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. US military military vets, vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets... Sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wrestling fans, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly, and we have a special guest, which I'll let you introduce there, man. Go ahead. Yeah, buddy. A fellow devil dog, a brother in arms, and a award-winning journalist, what, a decade of experience covering national security, military affairs. He has done some awesome things on top of being a devil dog, uh, having contributed as an advisor on Chicago PD in a show that I think a lot of us got stuck on. This is us, uh, NBC award-winning, Emmy award-winning, and it is none other than my guy, if I may, James Laporta, sir. Thank you for joining us here. In the Thanks. No Shave Man Cave. Yeah, you know, just to point out, if people can't see this video, I have no beard. Uh, there's <laughs> nothing to shave, so I, I'm, I'm the outlier here. Um, I, am a bo- I am a boy. I am a boy amongst men. We'll forgive you. It's I just, okay. You, you guys, yeah. You know, you guys got these, like, <laughs> uh, I'm going to the store. 
tell like so. Uh, <laughs> visual differences here, but thanks for having me. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Absolutely. So this this is uh, this is our special show we do on the twenty second of every month, uh, typically. Uh, for those who are just joining us, maybe this is the first time you're here in our 22nd show, we usually talk about bourbon beer wrestling, or bourbon beer body slams, as we get called, the triple Bs. Uh, but on the 22nd, every month in honor, or no, I guess in honor is not the right word, but in remembrance of the 22 on average uh, veterans that commit suicide daily, we try to just give a shout out, talk about mental health, talk about what uh, some of the struggles uh, he and I have gone through, and if our guests like you tonight want to talk about some of your struggles, maybe some of the things uh, you've done to get through those struggles. Uh, that's kind of where this goes. I always like to start off with a very uh, clear disclaimer, though. None of us are licensed professionals. We are not uh, in any way telling you that what we say works all the time. Uh, we're just three guys, uh, veterans who have gone through our own mental challenges and, and overcome them and or are still working through them. But we like to tell our stories so that everybody out there knows it's okay to not be okay. So I just wanted to get that part out of the way before we get into the good stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, you know, something, you know, for those who have joined the show before, it's, uh, you know, Jay Tilly and I, we were working side by side and we didn't know each other was going through our stuff. And I was just, you know, I was talking to him, said, hey, you know, here's where I am. And Jay Tilly was like, oh, dang. And he didn't share right off the jump. He was like, you know, internalizing, oh, dang, maybe it's all right that I'm not the only one. And to know that you're not the only one, I think that goes a long, long way. So like we say, and we'll say over and over again, um, if you feel like you're in any form or fashion of distress, uh, 988, if you're a veteran, hop on My Healthy Vet app. Uh, there's a red banner across the top. And if you're on active duty, go see someone in your chain of command, the chaplain, uh, head to the hospital. Please do not hurt yourself. It is, it's uh, a temporary situation. And, you know, there's uh, absolutely so many resources for all of us to, uh, to tap into. So with that, uh, hey, James, I really appreciate it. And this is like we said, our, one of our favorite shows, and you know, you being um, an upstanding gentleman, and you know, dare I say, a friend, and not just a friend of the show, but of mine. We were neighbors, uh, broke bread together, and um, you know, you you and I always had really good, candid conversations. And when we got rolling, I something popped up that you had written, and I was like, man, if I could get James on the show. And we could just kind of talk it up and see what's going on. You know, one of the shows that you touched on or one of the shows that you were a huge part of was This Is Us. And there was a lot of mental wellness, mental health, um, you know, struggle um, that many of the characters, if not all of them, went through during some part. And I, I don't know, you know, while you were participating in that show or if you're even allowed to talk about it, were you were you part of any of those discussions? Was there any, you know, did you, um, you know, feel any kind of way? How did, how did you see it? And did it affect you personally uh, while you were going through it? Sure. Um, excuse me. So, um, so this is us in the third season and fourth, uh, fourth season of this is us. Uh, we actually have two different military storylines. Uh, one character is a Vietnam veteran. 
so we have two Vietnam veterans. The the main character, uh, Jack Pearson, played by Milo Ventimiglia. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran, and um, Nikki Pearson, played by Griffin Dunn. Uh, they both are Vietnam veterans, and we actually go back into Vietnam as that in the third season of in, in the third season when we're doing the Vietnam story, uh, the show actually filmed in Vietnam. A lot of shows mm-hmm. just film in Hollywood. They actually went to Vietnam to film. Wow. Just to give wow. it another sense of authenticity. Um, so during the third season, I wasn't for the show yet. I was I was a fan, and the Vietnam storyline had rolled around, and I was like, God, they're getting a lot of things about the Vietnam. I think we might have lost your audio. James and now I now must have lost the same him. internet provider. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That was really weird. <laughs> start. I guess I should start over. <laughs> yeah, I was um, like, so I don't we, know where I lost you. I got, you had Vietnam. said during the third and fourth <laughs> season, or during the third season, um, you weren't you weren't with the with This Is Us yet, and you were talking about how they when they were going back during the Vietnam era, how much of it seemed inaccurate to you. Yeah. Uh, so just as like someone who like enjoys movies and film in general, uh, I'm a little bit of a cinephile. I've always looked at. You know, there's some movies and TV shows that get it right, but the majority... Can you not hear me again? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Yep. So the majority, it, it, it seemed like the characters were falling into, like, like character tropes. Like, they were either... It was either the incredibly heroic service member who was not bothered mm-hmm. by war, or it was the veteran who was, like, incredibly broken by war, and they weren't functioning. And I've always noticed that veterans are just not like that. They're, there's layers to them. Uh, veterans who have post-traumatic stress still have to pay their bills and they still have to put food on the table, you know? And so, um, and so there's just a lot of things about, so, so anyways, I was watching the third, noticing they're getting a lot of stuff right for a little too right for like a TV show. And so I kind of wondered if there was a, like a story there. And I, you know, like I usually cover the military or the Pentagon or national security. So this is time kind of like, sort of like reaching out to the TV show because I, I didn't know how to do that. I just knew that I think there's a story here about and I finally figured out how to reach out to the show and it turns out that the TV show, they had hired Tim O'Brien. So Tim O'Brien, for people who don't know, Tim O'Brien wrote uh, uh, called The Things They Carry, which was nominated for the Pulitzer. Uh, and Tim O'Brien himself served in the army during Vietnam. He actually served in the um, the Marical Division, which is the same division, by the way, responsible for the Massacre. You know, uh, oh. he actually got to that division right uh, post the Milai Massacre. And he actually talks about going into those hamlets, and he didn't quite understand why people were so disgusted with his unit. And later, he had only written books. He wasn't a B-writer. He wasn't a film writer. But they brought him in to write the, the storyline for Vietnam. And so, so I set up an interview with Tim O'Brien and Dan Fogelman, who created the show. And probably about an hour before I'm supposed to get on a call with them to interview them, I'm scrolling through Instagram, and I see that a Marine that I had served with in Afghanistan in 2013 had unfortunately taken their own life. Mm. Um, um, sorry. No. Um, so his name was uh, Gunnery Sergeant um, uh, Analyst. Um, he was a human, uh, he was, a an infantry assaultman who had transitioned over to human intelligence. And so, um, we, we were friends together at Camp Dwyer, uh, cause I was actually wanting to go into 
human intelligence myself. And so he almost became like a mentor. Um, and I, I think he had something like 18, 19 years. I was, he was almost about to hit his 20 year mark. Wow. And uh, he unfortunately took his own life. So I find this out about an hour before going into this interview. And we get on the phone and the, the interview is about, it's not even really about the TV show. It's about veterans and people going to war and people coming home from war and people trying to figure out life after war. And um, basically on the phone call, I break down. I, I, I completely broke down. Uh, I barely got any of my questions out. I was sobbing the entire time. I'm sure it was uh, very odd on their end uh, <laughs> because. Uh, typically they're dealing with like entertainment journalists, <laughs> you know, and yeah. they're not dealing with journalists that, that have that cover national security who are, who are also themselves. And uh, so the interview, you know, wasn't great. Um, and I felt very embarrassed professionally apologizing profusely. Uh, Cause I really felt embarrassed by it. Part of yourself, man, like, like you just found out that your friend was dead, you know, like, you're trying to put it into the, to the right context. And he's like, look, if you're ever in California, um, you know, uh, stop by, <laughs> you know, and, and I assumed that it was just kind of a nice gesture that he didn't really mean it. Uh, so anyways, like a couple months go by and I'm in California doing a different story. And I was like, you know what? I'll take a chance. Maybe he actually meant it. I sent off a DM like, Hey, I'm in California. Go stop by the studio, which to me was <laughs> ridiculous. I'm like, Oh, like, like, what am I? I'm just yeah, swinging I'm just, on yeah, by. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure that's always worked for people just com- coming to. So the show filmed <laughs> at Paramount Studios. So the show was at Paramount, which is like the oldest movie studio in Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> you know, and I was like, yeah, I'll just go up and knock on the door and be like, oh yeah, I'm here to see. You know, which I which I just thought was ridiculous. You know, and so I drove from Twenty Nine Palms over to West Hollywood. And, uh, you know, he brings me into the, the, he brings me into the editing bay and I'm watching him edit an episode that's coming up. And then I get a tour around all the sets, you know, and, and then, you know, uh, he was like, Hey, do you mind talking to the writers, uh, to our writers in our writers room for about like, for like 15 minutes? And I was like, yeah, I'll talk to your writers. Like, and so I go into the writing room and a 15 minute conversation turned into hours. Um, and it was really like a therapy session. Like, you know, the, um, the writers were basically asking me like about my life and my life experience, like going to Afghanistan and coming home from Afghanistan and, and going through divorce and going through marriages, going through, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, having a child, you know, just kind of all the things that, that war can touch on someone's life. Um, you you know, and I, I described it as a therapy session because I, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, as you guys know, like you get a couple of veterans around, we can go to a dark place very quickly, and this conversation can be hilarious. Yeah, just kind of like war. I mean, war is a mixture of excitement and boredom, and in a moment's notice, it can get really scary, really dark, and then it can be back to boredom and hilariousness. So it's it's not one thing, you know. And that's kind of how this conversation went. Um, and so. I walked out of that two hour meeting and Dan pulled me aside. He's like, he's like, Hey, I think we want to hire you to build a new character for, the, for season four, you know, cause I, cause what they hadn't anticipated that there would be. So they had this Vietnam character, Nikki Pearson, and they weren't anticipating that character being so well received by the audience. 
the audience mm. really fell in love with this Vietnam character. And they're like, we want to do a, whole, a completely whole new character that is based on you, um, which is insane. You know, and so, so, you know, I've had people ask me, like, how did you get into working in TV? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, it was an accident. Like, there's not like a, <laughs> I, I wasn't like sending a resume off or anything. It was just an accident. Well, well, duh. I swung by Paramount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stopped on the gate. So just go, yeah, just knock on the door. Apparently they'll let anyone in. So, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I mean, I got hired right there to help develop a character for season four. And so not only was I military advising, I was, I was getting to write. So I was like writing dialogue and That's writing crazy. in scripts and stuff like that. And, and so we created a character named Cassidy shark. And I was kind of, I was very adamant that anything that happens to Cassidy as a character, I wanted to be able to tie it to a real life story or a real life statistic. Um, I wanted, I, I made, even the character is based on me. I made her a woman. Uh, the reason for that was uh, probably about a month before I, we started developing the character, um, a woman named um, Chief Shannon Kent had died. Uh, she was uh, on an operation in Syria, and she was meeting with a source, and they walk into the source, source detonates a bomb. Oh. Uh, she's killed, along with a, Navy, a former Navy SEAL who was working for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Her interpreter died, and I think a Green Beret died too. And what I noticed out of that were when the news of Shannon Kent's death came out, people were kind of surprised that women would be on such a a mission like that, like a mission, or they would Mm -hmm. even be like leading a mission like that. And you know, for us who are in the military or who report on the military, special operations is not a new thing. But for the rest of, but for the general public. It was very new to see a woman of that caliber die in such a way, particularly on a uh, a high level operation for the Defense Intelligence Agency. So I was like, well, we should definitely make her a woman based on that. And um, uh, these two women that I had served with in Afghanistan who who did human intelligence. And so even though they have my kind of background, I wanted her to be a woman to be inspired by these other women that I had actually gotten to work with. Um, but I, I was really adamant about every everything that occurs um, to her um, is tied to a real story. Um, this is a long-winded answer to get to your question. Uh, part of that <laughs> is that so her name's so the character's name is Cassidy Sharp. She's played by Jennifer Morrison. Um, the character is an uh, so the, uh, the Cassidy name is made up, but her last name Sharp comes from a real person. Uh, I every character that I created for This Is Us is named after someone that I knew who died in Afghanistan, or they're named after another mm. service member who has died. So uh, her last name, Sharp, comes from Lance Corporal Charles Seth, who uh, died on my first day in combat in on July 2nd, 2009. And you see her go through the Veterans Center, which is something that I, I still go to the Veterans Center today, but which, something that I didn't discover till years after. I didn't know what the Veterans Center was and it's it's been really it's really helped me in my kind of therapeutic journey to where I am now. Um, I'll stop talking here to 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 get in any more questions, but but uh, yeah, uh, I, I can talk more about you know kind of the therapy we put into the show because uh, we actually even worked with the VA on one of the on the one of the final episodes that I worked on. Uh, we touch on suicide, and mm. I was like, look, 
this show could be viewed by upward. I think, uh, I mean, our the first episode of season four brought in like 65 million people. And so I always kept that number in the back of my head because I was like, if, you know, if we do a a TV show that or an episode that touches on suicide, I want to be able to get that, that message out there. Here's the, the suicide hotline number, you know? Uh, and so they did. So we actually worked with the VA for the messaging on what information should we put in that last slide. Um, Kind of the same way you guys just did with promoting the uh, 988 number. Like, that's what we wanted. And so setting story aside, that was my only focus was we can do some good here, you know. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, that's that's an awesome story. I mean, that's that's one of those that absolutely shows that being vulnerable and kind of being fr- upfront about your mental health isn't a bad thing. Because look what it did for you. I mean, yes, it's a terrible situation and, and the interview and everything, but what came out of you just being honest and raw about, hey, this is what I'm going through, and I think a lot of people just get into their heads that I got to shut it all down and I can't show any emotion, um, especially men, especially men in the military. We're all trained. Oh, Nothing yeah. bothers me. So that's just a, I mean, like I said, terrible situation, but it's one of those that shows that being vulnerable and, and giving, you know, letting people know what your mental status is at that time does, nobody's going to think that negatively of you. If you get into an interview room with these people in Hollywood and suddenly like, man, that guy was really vulnerable and, and look what it did. That's, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah. I mean, you talk about service, right? So we're service men and, oh, you know, I got, you know, Marines, we got our leather neck. We, you know, you got to protect your neck, blah, blah, blah. Um, but being a serviceman, it makes you like selfless almost. You don't ever really think about you. And that continues on in your civilian life. And you come into some of these um, business lines or lines of work, and it is not, hey, my team this, my team that, it's, I got to get mine. And the fact that you went in, with the weight of the world on your shoulders, because your your boy, you know, unfortunately, rest in peace, um, you know, didn't end up coming home. But think of the value in that, you know, and for you to let that, you know, not go, obviously, because it's still with you, but to serve that um, to another person who would understand where you are. And you just said 65 million. So your message of selfless service, and yes, you're coming home, you're not whole, but we still love you. And if you're dealing with some stuff, you you touched 65 million people on the first night. That's in syndication. I don't know how many times, you know, people have been binge watched that. So shout out to the shout out, James. That is, that's hot, man. I, you know, terrible situation like Jay Tilly was saying, but I... Mad respect, man. I, I really appreciate, you know, you sharing that and, um, 
you know, you've taken a pause for, uh, you know, that, that was amazing. Thank you. Yeah, there's, there's, a, I appreciate the series is actually maybe in the next couple of months, what's going to be on Netflix. Uh, Cause it was over at Hulu. Uh, and I'm actually kind of hoping more veterans will watch it. Cause when those storylines were coming out, I, I got contacted by so many like, like Vietnam veterans and, and, and spouses, you know, who, I'm sorry, I'm kidding. That was the best part of it was people contacted me saying that, you know, my father, who's a Vietnam veteran, or my uncle, who's a Vietnam veteran, they're opening up for the first time. Hmm. You know, I, I got a lot of those men. And that really made it all. I mean, that, you, you know, I, you know, yeah, that, that super, that, that jumps off the page. That goes beyond just a TV show, you know, um, uh, you know, there, you know, there's one scene where, um, you know, that's taken from kind of my own life. It is so it deals with Nikki Pierce, who, um, so I told the writers a story about how I was in therapy and they kept changing like therapists on me. You know, you know, look on the outside, you know, having push matter stress can be hard, but being the person who treats you can be just as hard, like the, like the doctors and the therapist and the, and the, mental health providers that we rely on as veterans is not a, you know, it, it's a heavy toll that those people bear as well to listen to these yep. horrendous stories that we have. And so there, there is a burnout, you know, and it, and it gets exhausting. And they also have so many different patients. It's hard to fit in, everybody in, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I first got into therapy when I was stationed down at Paris Island in South Carolina and, you know, it was like you would see the you would see the therapist, and then the next appointment's going to be like a month or two down the road, just because of their workload. You know, and and so what I was telling the writers is like I went through like a series of doctors because I would either I just wasn't clicking with the provider or they were tired, and I started to get frustrated because I was like I was tired of telling my story over and over and over again to someone brand new. Mm. If that you know. Uh, constantly like because every time I started with someone new, I I also felt like my own therapy. I was starting from square one again, having to like restart, you know. And there, and that's actually in This Is Us. There is an opening. I can't remember the episode, but it's season it's season four where Nikki starts to go to therapy for the first time in, in his life. Like he, <laughs> you know, and he starts to go to therapy, and he's working with this doctor. And and so Nikki Pearson is this guy who. I don't want to give it away for people who haven't seen the show, but he has a very traumatic event in Vietnam and he's living in this. And later on we see him and he's living in a trailer. Um, this kind of like rundown trailer. He's like a curmudgeon, you know, he's, he doesn't do anything. He just lives in this trailer and he's got a, he's, he's got an alcoholic. He, he's got an alcohol problem. And so we see him going to therapy and as he's going to therapy and he's going to the meetings, we see him starting to clean up his trailer. We see his life starting to get better that he's starting he's not drinking anymore and he's gotten rid of his alcohol and you know he's cleaning up his trailer VA one day and his therapist tells him hey I'm being transferred to another VA facility in a different state and so we're going to have to assign you something new and the character is, is, is at such a vulnerable state in their therapeutic journey that it's a blow to them and so they immediately revert and that, that comes out of my own life of like constantly getting doctors changed up on me to where I felt like I was constantly starting at step one. Mm. But, you know, I, I brought up the veteran center earlier, and it's amazing. When they got into the vet, 
uh, I have this amazing guy that I still work, work with. Uh, even though I live in, in the DC area, I still call him. <laughs> I refuse to get someone else because he knows my story so well. And so he's in Florida and I, and I do therapy on the phone with him, you know, just yeah. because uh, he's worked so well. But for all the years that I've been in therapy, it wasn't until him where a light bulb went off and he said such a thing. And, and Jared kind of alluded to it at the, at the opening where he said, you know, maybe, you know, we can connect, you know, my experiences in war connects with your experiences in the military and, and we kind of connection through there. And then it's normalized because you're not the only one going through something. My therapist did that for me. He said, what you're going through is normal. And it was that simple statement. It was like mm-hmm. a light bulb went off because nobody had told me. And it seems so stupid and so simple, but I kept thinking I was fixing something about me. Like there's like I was like there's I was this and broken and I'm going to therapy and fix point together. Here's how guys broke it. You're it's what you're going through. You should yep. it's normal acting through. And it was like a light bulb that went off. Because I just never had thought about it, and it seems so simple, but again, it, it just took something to me that what I was going through was normal, and that it was okay for you know things to to, to dramatically turn on things that I had been in for years. <laughs> yeah. That's that, that's huge. I, I'm sorry, I get on this topic and I'm, I start rambling. I'm so, I'm so sorry. No, it's, no, man, it's that's, great. That's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Like. I'm looking at the time. I'm going. Damn, we're gonna have to do this in like a four part series. <laughs> yeah, I love so, it. Yeah, we I'm, can... taking up, I'm taking up all the time. So no, no, no. no. Man, I we, mean, this is exactly. No, we can. This is magic. We can. We can keep rolling, dude. I okay. I love this. This is. Uh, you know, like you know, Jay Tilly's talk. Hey, this is what we're here for, James. If we were in the same room right now, brother, I would grab whatever I got, and we would have a little sip. And I'd give you a big ass Marine Corps hug for what you just shared, because I feel that every single time I sit down with my psychiatrist and with my therapist, and when they sit there and they look at me and go, well, you're sitting there doing all those things. And that little comment that they say, all of those things. And that's me, like all the things I did in the Marine Corps, all the things that I'm doing now, and I'm not letting go of anything. I'm just taking more stuff on, not delegating, not letting go, not moving forward. And, you know, just like what you have to do every time you sit down with a doctor. And I love my medical um, situation that I have and my VA situation that I have. I haven't had to, unfortunately, fortunately, I haven't had to go through what you went through, James. I've had the same um, counselor the minute I decided I'm going to stop drinking. Um, I took the whole month off and it like totally got me right and, uh, helped me get all my stuff in one sock. And, you know, what just, you know, that little something that someone can connect. And that's why Jay Tilly and I love wrestling. Um, there's this suspended belief and we know that, that there's things that are choreographed, just like in a movie, there's a script. We know that there's a predetermined end, just like when you get to a movie and it says, you know, the end. And if it's back to the future, you know, okay, you know, great Scott, we're coming back and we're going to end up on a train or we're going to keep going back in the future, whatever. But, you know, that comment, you know, that the doctor made for you, and I'm sure hopefully Jay Tilly has had that same thing too, 
is it's something so in- insignificant. But the minute my doctor says, you're over there doing those things, I'm like, okay. I don't know what it is about those words, but the way she says it, I'm like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so right. For, kudos, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, for, for me, it's uh, my therapist always goes, is that a rational thought? And it makes me go, <laughs> that's a good point. Because there are things like in my head that I'm like, man, that's so unfair or this isn't right or this should be different. And she'd be like, is that a rational way to think about this? Like step through it. And I'm like, no, you're right. That was stupid. Like I shouldn't have got mad at this. It wasn't a rational idea. Or, you know, and then the other one is, is what in that situation did you control? Well, nothing. Okay. Then why are you dwelling on it? Why are you, there's no, and I'm like, so yeah, same thing. There's that one statement. I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks to do this because yeah. it is same thing with me. It's like, is that a rational thought? And they, and I do that now to going through my day. Like, oh man, I want to punch it. Wait, is this a rational way to think about this? <laughs> okay, no. Yeah. Like, you know, I understand, and so I have to kind of, and, and it works yeah. every day. I I ask myself several questions. Is that a is that a rational response to that? So, so yeah, it's what's pretty funny, funny is, kind of, well, I was saying well, kind of that perspective of you know, it's a different set of eyes. You know, that yep. someone who doesn't have any stake in it to kind of point out the obvious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sometimes the, the, you know, the, the answer isn't always obvious to the person who's going through it, you know, and, yep. and, and that's why those people are, and it's not just a therapist. It could be anybody, you know, some of the, some of the best therapy I've gotten is talking to the veterans. Uh, yeah. Like, like a, uh, one of the things I used to go to in the vet center was they had, so they had the one-on sessions in the vet center but they also have like group therapy and I would just go and listen. Like I didn't need to talk or anything, but there was therapy in just listening to people share their experiences and what they were going through. And even though they didn't have the answers, it just felt comforting to know that there was, it's, you're not alone. Like you're not the only one out here who's trying to figure out this thing we call life. Mm. Yeah. Life, life can be messy. It can be fun. It can be amazing. You know, um, you know, it could smell different, taste different, look different, whatever, you know, um, you know, Jay Tilly's over here talking about, is that a rational thought? I remember, so I used to have uh, a Superman had Lex Luthor. So I had my version of Lex Luthor and this, so my, this character in my movie of life lived in my head rent free. I would fill the refrigerator. (laughs) I filled the refrigerator. I made sure cable was good. I obsessed about what was not occurring, what was occurring, what was going on, more so than worrying about what I had going on. And I don't know what one day Jay Tilly said something and it was just like, you know what? Bump that eviction notice. I freed up so much time in my life with whatever the comment was. And although his comment was significant because I got, I feel like I got me back, um, you know, it could just be something little, you know, like, you know, uh, we used to talk about trying to replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts. (laughs) And we all have, we all have things that we love, right? So I have, I have something that I really enjoy. So this is a, this is a stress boob boob. and uh, Jay Tilly's Mrs. Tilly. (laughs) Uh, got this for me amongst other things one day, just, you know, as a, as a kind gift, I think it might've been my birthday or just (laughs) for GP general purpose and just replacing a negative thought with a positive thought. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It doesn't have to be drugs. It doesn't have to be something negative. 
Um, I remember you doing the uh, Murph challenge yeah. and that made such an impact in Coden's life that he still does it to this day. Really? And, uh, you know, shout out to everyone who uh, takes time to, um, you know, knock out this powerful, excruciating workout called the Murph challenge. Uh, it's in honor of Lieutenant Murphy and it happens every year. He's a, fr he was a frogman. Um, uh, a movie was he was portrayed in a movie but uh yeah man that it's 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 freaking real and man life it's all i got i nice. never go out with him it, it was it was it was miserable yeah but it's supposed to be yeah it's yeah. supposed to be but also it, it also you know it's like yeah yeah and girls who don't get to do it you know it's it's for those you know uh who they don't get to wake up in the morning anymore you know and uh you know, take stock of their life and, and see their kids grow up and, you know, yeah. so, yeah. So even though it's miserable, you know, I would, you know, yeah, it's a decent yeah. alternative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Man. I think that's a, that's a, a good place to kind of go ahead and, and talk about again, reiterate that, uh, you know, we're three, I know I'm just air force, but I am a vet too. And two Marine guys, uh, I like to, <laughs> you know, but good way to, to leave it that if you're not okay, uh, guarantee you somebody else around you in your circle, maybe not, but somebody around is going through it too. It does not hurt to, uh, reach out and just help somebody you're not okay. If you see somebody whose personality changes is acting a little different, reach out to them, ask them if they're okay. Uh, nobody, nobody, uh, has taken their own lives by being asked if they were okay for anybody listening to us. Like I was saying, it's okay, uh, to not be okay. If you're going through something, uh, reach out to somebody 988. We've talked about it. I do want to reiterate again that we are not, uh, professionals. We're just three veterans right now today that have gone through our own struggles and, uh, admit that we have mental, uh, illness. I mean, is the way to say it. Mental health is a big thing and we want to make sure that everybody out there, uh, has the chance and, and knows that, uh, they're not alone. So it's okay to not be okay. Uh, 22nd every month we do a show like this. Uh, the, the rest of our shows though, are usually uh, about wrestling, bourbon, beer, and body slams, as we like to say sometimes. So if you're into that kind of stuff, you want to listen to this one and anything else, check us out at the no shave man cave, wherever you get your podcast from or on all the platforms. We are also on YouTube and on rumble. Check us out there. Make sure you like, and subscribe. Uh, we could always use the views and the subscriptions. And uh, be on the lookout. Patreon and website should be coming soon. Time for the Marine with the hot tag to take us out. Bump and feed, bump and feed. First off, James, my guy, thanks for coming to check us out in the No Shave Man Cave. Man, I couldn't be any prouder to be on this team. And uh, we're over here repping our Veterans Championship Wrestling title. Got the Air Force and the Marine Corps on the front plates. Army and Navy on the back plates. And uh, hey, I am proud to be part of this tag team here in the No Shave Man Cave on behalf of Jay Tilly, on behalf of James Laporta, award winning, part of the Emmy award winning staff of This Is Us and a Devil Dog. And dare I say, a friend of the show. Thank you so much for joining us here today in the No Shave Man Cave. If you're a brother, sister in arms, please do not hesitate to get help. Dial 988. If you have the My Healthy Vet app, hit the red banner across the top. 
to our brothers and sisters that are deployed. Hurry up, get your ass home. You're needed. Until next time, friends, fam, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave.